This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. We are victorious in Christ. Greater is it that is in us than the one that is in the world. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this wonderful morning. We bless your name. We give you praise. Let's read again before we take our seats. The scripture that we'll be reading for a while. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. Again, it's supposed to be a short service. Hopefully. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's start from verse 3. Um, from verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we wear suit and tie. We eat golden morn <laughs> or father rice, whatsoever. <laughs> you drive Benz and Range Rover and Toyota. I don't know which one is yours. Maybe it doesn't have a name. You live like normal people every day. But the Bible says, we do not war after the flesh. Why? Next verse. For the weapons of our warfare are not man-made. So we are weapons and they are for war. But they are mighty not on their own, through God, to the pulling down of wealth. Number two, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. The last part is I'm going to bring it into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Can you give me another translation of this verse 5? Bringing every thought into obedience. We use our powerful God-washing wrapped philosophies. Wow. <laughs> Tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God's word. Fitting every loose thought and emotion. Ah, why did it go there? Every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Men and brother, thoughts are powerful. There are thoughts in the spirit realm that are of God, and there are thoughts that are of Satan. We got there to the negative one yesterday or last Sunday. When we just said that our man just thought it should kill all the Jews. Thoughts are sown. One of the reasons why I'm doing this a follow-up to what we started last week. Because as I'm looking at everybody and those who are watching me. Get ready because immediately after the service. Thoughts about you. That people should respond to you positively. Should there be people here 
that people are thought of doing something good for. People have even promised, but those things are hanging. This week, the Lord is going to wake up many people. Yeah. Your name shall be the thoughts of the night from many hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ. And any thought out there that can become tangible enough to harm you by the precious blood of Jesus will take down such thoughts. God bless you. Can have your seat this afternoon. Hallelujah. Or this morning. Still morning, rather. Are you with me? Bringing every thought to the obedience of, obedience of Christ. Let me start by saying, when you pray, I think, because many don't know this, they are falling. Please, you are watching online. Pay attention to what I'm about to say very briefly this morning. I shared part of it with the leaders yesterday. Because many people have not been trained to know the ways of God. So it has become to them like what Jesus said or what John said. He came unto his own and his own refused him. But as many, so he can come to his own. People can pray and pray and pray. It's like Malachi 3. Let me see Malachi 3. I just remember now. When the Lord shows up, they can miss him. Malachi 3. Behold, I will send the messenger and he shall prepare my way. Now, look at the next one there before me. The Lord whom you seek. They are seeking him. Yet the Bible says, shall suddenly come into his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in, he shall come. See the Lord. But look at the next verse. But who may abide the days of his coming? Now they are waiting, eagerly anticipating the coming of this person. But the Bible says that when he comes, it is possible that people might still not be able to endure. Why? When, if you are not trained on how to receive, when God comes, when you pray, he will come, but you will not know he has come. Except that Eli taught Samuel, that when he calls again, say, that means there is a protocol in God for praying to God. There is another protocol for receiving. The story of Samuel and Eli somehow reveals God as somebody who will not just come and give you something. He has a methodology to how you receive something from God. And if you don't know, God can bring a package to your house and you might not receive it. So he says, Samuel, Samuel, but he didn't give the message. Then the guy ran to Eli and he said, I didn't call you. God can be very, he was more funny. Why not just tell the young boy what he wanted, wanted to say? Then he says, Samuel, the Bible said, the Lord came down and stood. He came down to Samuel's room or the temple where Samuel was lying down. And he says, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel, got up again and went to Eli. And by the thought that the Bible says, Eli perceived. And the Lord was not tired of calling him, but he did not give the message. Then Eli said that when he calls again, this is what you should say. Say, speak Lord for thy servant, Eretz. And God saw what Eli said. Then he came the third time, or the fourth time. Samuel, 
And Samuel said, speak, Lord. Then the Lord gave him the message. What about if you found out that you have prayed many times and the answer came, but you just did not? Because of two things, and what I'm going to talk about today, many people, when we have given our life to Christ, you have not allowed people to teach you or the word of God to teach you how God speaks. And I promise that I'll begin to delve into this very important subject. The first thing I want everybody to write down, notice this. 95% of God's communication to you will come through thoughts and ideas. Write it down. Many want to see visions and hear voices. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's start from Psalm 37 verse 4. I began to say this to people. Honestly speaking, can you imagine? Paul was taken to third heaven. Paul saw Jesus on the way to Damascus. The Lord appeared to him like a bright shining light. The impact was so strong that he became blind for three days. Yet Paul was going to go to, um, he was going to be born inside the ship and there was going to be shipwreck and God did not see any reason why he showed him a vision. No voice. Paul said to the captain of the ship, I perceive. 99% of what we hear from God, let's say 95%, will be under the radar of I perceive. Part of what I'm here today this morning, I perceive is not inferior to I saw. Ah. And I will link it to what I started in first service. What happens when we pray in tongues? You know, up till now, it happens like that at times. Many people think when God is going to tell you to do something, it will say that, brother, I keep you. That you just hear that voice in you, in that audible or inside that, go and do this. God does that at times. You can just sense in your spirit that you are hearing him telling you that go and do this. Yes. And that will happen very few times for those who are, are in tune spiritually. But for most of God's children, God will not speak to you that way. God will speak to you by birthing a desire in your heart for something. Pay attention to what I'm sharing today and you will stop missing God. When you are well trained in this, the first thing that will disappear is that nobody can intimidate you again about God saying, you know how he talks to you and you know how to hear the voice of your shepherd because you are a sheep and you are entitled to the voice of your shepherd. Are you with me? But people have listened to prophets God might have a different way at times of talking to people who are, and even at that, haven't you noticed that most prophets don't know personal things about themselves? Because when you are anointed with the gift, it is not for you, it's for others. If you have the gift of healing, you can pray for the sick and you can be sick. They get to it, but when it comes to your own matter, it's a problem. Because we get ill by word of faith. But others can get ill through you by gift of healing. I don't even understand what I'm saying. A gift is what you are given to give other people. Your own personal faith is what keeps you well. A prophet can prophesy and somebody can do business and make profit, can prophesy profit to the person. Yet it can be as poor as church rats. I grew up in Sele. The rats in Sele church were not, they were not poor. But we used to do a lot of eating in the church, so they had a lot of things. I'm serious. I love Sele. My parents are still, I'm just saying that is uh, in churches out the where you do have food that uh, church rats are poor. The ones in our job were big boys. 
Oh, we used to do a lot of cooking, a lot of things, a lot of things. So, amen. So, that poor church, it doesn't apply to some churches. <laughs> amen. Are, are you with me? Praise the Lord. How many people, how many people are there? You understand what I'm saying? So many things, so many, so many things. So, there were always crumbs for a rat to eat. So, they were not poor. Those are rats from Victoria Island <laughs> in the realm of rats. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, Jara, let me, let me, let's, 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 let's go. Let's continue with the word of God. Are you with me? This is, pay attention to this scripture. Delight yourself also in the Lord. What will happen? Yes, literally it happens like this at times. That you delight yourself so much. That means you are so deep in God and he begins to give you what to desire. Of course, you cannot desire second wife. <laughs> or someone's wife. So it's limited to things consistent with God's plan. But see, the second meaning of this scripture, we fit what we are talking about today, is the fact that when you delight yourself in the Lord, it begins to unveil into your heart like a deposit, his thoughts and his desire. You too will start desiring what God, then that makes it for, easy for God to communicate with you. For instance, the Lord wants you to start something on Allen. All of a sudden, Allen is not written in the Bible. The more you pray, the more there is a desire to do something on Allen. As you pray, it intensifies. You are delighting yourself in the Lord, going deeper with the Lord. And his desire for you to do something on Allen is becoming stronger and stronger. Now, the Lord will not many times come and say that, um, What's your name? Uh, okay, sorry. Brother Femi. He will not say, Femi Solomon, go to Allen. Many times that's not the way the combination will happen. God will just put a desire to do something in Allen. How many of you are getting what I'm saying? It is different from Femi in this room hearing that a voice saying, Femi, go to Allen. That's one, but that is not very common. Many times, Femi will just start. So let me, I, I will give an example from God's word. Second Samuel chapter 7. Ah, you have to follow me here, and I will soon end them. Wherever I stop, we'll continue next week. My, my hallelujah. I look at people here, I believe that God has said many things to many people. Many times, this thing shows itself more when we're about to get married. I bet I can guarantee that 98% of you are having good marriages now. I'm not talking about bad marriage. If you're having a good marriage, 98% of you do not hear any voice. You try to sound like people who tell you that they saw seven mountains and she was giving you bread and burger behind every mountain. Did you hear a voice? No voice. His husband is a very godly man. You love him so much. And your boy wearing white. It shows that you are very godly. This is the husband. Do you love your wife so much? Was there a voice? There was a strong desire. 
You prayed. What again? That you just prayed, and you just knew inside you that she should be the one. Is she the one? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let me ask church. Because I'm acting under instruction, I have to take it easy. I know at my conventional way of preaching. How many of you are getting what I'm saying so far? Because when the service ends, as you get back home in the night, prayer has many forms. It's not every time you are praying that you are talking. Part of prayer time is for you to keep quiet and reflect. Many people don't know. You think you have not prayed until you talk. Who is asking you to be saying everything you are saying? <laughs> As a matter of fact, many people talk too much while praying. When Moses was detained by God for 40 days and 40 nights, the words he spoke were so limited that you could read them on the page. So what happened most of the other times? At times, the presence of God works on you when you are quiet. Sometimes some people, they message them that when you kneel down, you need to shut up. After worshiping, just keep quiet and stay there. The Spirit of God will be able to remind you some things. But what to do many times that you just talk to God and when you are through, you walk away. Oh, Father, I thank you in the name of protect. When you should talk and not keep quiet, is tongue. Even when you pray into a time, pause at times and keep quiet. And give the Holy Spirit a chance to also do something. Two people cannot be talking at the same time. Abraham will fall on his face and keep quiet. Then the Lord will say something. So some people need to. So tonight, or this afternoon, when you get to begin to reflect, you will begin to discover if it's the Holy Ghost letting me share this with you, the truth in what I'm saying that many times the communication of heaven has come to you, but it did not come the way you expected it and you left it. The most tangible things on earth, one of the people I say that God used to actually teach me some of these things more will be Andrew Mack. And this is the interesting thing. A short people in America, after now they just started a Bible school in Uganda. And in the Bible school, they have raised five people from dead. And Andrew Mark said that I have never seen an angel in my life. He has personally raised three people from dead before. Let those who have seen angel bring their results. I'm not saying people don't see angel. I'm, I'm saying something. I'm, I'm not saying so, but I'm saying that when people put their expectation on these things, and you think that what God is whispering to your heart is less important than some of you now, you feel it. Somebody says that. As I was praying yesterday, an angel appeared to me and said this one. You think that is more superior to a, a silent voice of the Spirit? No. No. And this is how you know those who are deep spiritually. I'm going to show you something about Elijah now. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when I do my case, he shocked a lot of pastors. He said, I've never seen a vision before. I have never seen an angel before. He said, I have never heard a audible voice before. He said everything. Now, I told you that I think it's, uh, I don't know, maybe for all the Bibles who they have all over the world, they built everything, cash down, no money from bank, no nothing. It's not a pastor, just a Bible schools. He has personally raised three people from there, including his son. I know America, we can't force all this record. They attacked the boy in the monk. They put him on his leg, put him inside the monk. Oh my God, they have spoke like Jesus and the boy came back. Then no, said, I have never heard any audio voice. I've never seen an angel, I've never seen anything. 
He said, the Lord just speaks to my heart. It looks like a thought coming from but I know it's for the that is how I've been able to do all the mighty things we've done at Ethiopia and it shocked people. Including right now, I think every week or so they need a billion for the Bible school to run around the world and they have never been behind once. Supernatural demonstration of the power of God. Uh, about three months ago, he hosted Benin. When Benin saw the amount of healing happening at the Omar Bible school, he was shocked. Cancer disappearing from people's body. And he said, People like him, God send them to let Christians know that do not rate yourself low and what God is saying because he did not say it through an angel or a vision or a trance. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why God will tell some people in their heart, in their heart, God bats a desire. A prophet comes along and he tells them something else and they drop what they know and follow the prophet and it ends in disaster. I don't know how many Christians wanted to marry somebody. They knew it's not the mind. Inside, inside, they just need to be this person. And somebody said that when they prayed, they saw that in a vision, there will be problem in the future. They abandoned relationship and enter. They showed them someone else to marry. And that one said, it's Satan's cousin now. Because as many as are led by the Spirit, not by prophets. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at this thing in Elijah. Is that first, first uh, King chapter 19? When he was on the mountain, he went to Mount Oreb. Show me where the Bible says, and the Lord passed by with a strong wind that was tearing rock apart. And the Bible says, and the Lord said, he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. A great and a strong wind that ran mountains and breaking pieces rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. <laughs> you know, spiritual things are deep. Who passed by with the wind? The Bible says rocks were breaking before who? Answer me please, church. Just look at it. The answer is there. Some of you are always afraid when they ask questions. I see you will miss it. Who, who passed by with the wind? Some are still answering. Who passed by with the wind? And what does the Bible say? How did it pass by the wind and it was not in the wind? We don't know. The Lord can move by people falling under the anointing and the Lord is not in the falling down. <laughs> After the wind, earthquake, and the Lord was not in the earthquake. Next. After the earthquake fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, a still small voice. Look at the next thing Elisha did. This is how you know people that are spiritual. It was when Elisha added that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went to and stood in the entry of the cave. And a voice came and said, Elijah, what are you doing there? Did you see what happened there? Elijah stood like this. The wind was breaking all the rocks, really the one down dying. The guy just stood. As if he knew that the Lord was not in the way, that this is just... Then the earthquake followed, and Elisha stood. He was not moved. Then fire followed, and he was not moved. But when he heard the small, small voice, he ran. He was inside the cave when the Lord told him, go and stand on top of the mountain. When he heard the small voice, he covered his face, I don't want to see God, and he ran back to the entrance. Elijah knew that in the spirit realm, a still small voice is more powerful than earthquake. There's somebody, are you just hearing what I'm saying? And a still small voice in our time is what people, that, what, why is it called a still small voice? 
the voice of God small? Still? It's so small that you might think it's not God talking. Then you miss him. Hallelujah. You know, ah, you know, the, that's why is it in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, I think 27, 27, 27. Show me. This is God's attitude even to, to, towards prophecy. Please understand what I say. If we don't feel it today, we could do But I am bringing a concept to you. And I'm going to link it to where you start praying in the Spirit. As we pray in tongues, pictures are being formed and pictures are being dissolved at the same time. The one, so bringing every thought into the obedience of Christ. At the end of the day, okay, if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let two or three, at most three, that by cause let them interpret. Next verse. If there's no interpreter, let them keep quiet and let them speak to himself and God. Next verse. Let the prophet speak, two or three, and let the other judge. You see, all prophecies, they carry a measure of impurity. Why did Paul say that when you hear prophecy, you should judge? He said, anytime you hear a prophet talk, people that are spiritual minded should listen. They should begin to judge that prophecy. How? Does this line up with the Bible? If it does not line up with the Bible and you reject it on that grade, there's nothing the prophecy can do to you. The Bible tells you that you have power to judge prophecy. And when you hear prophecy, the first thing is not to accept. The first thing is to judge. Does this line up with what God has said in his word? You know the second thing? Does this line up with what God has been saying to you? If the answer to those two things are no, don't bother yourself about the prophecy. The cause of the costless shall not come. Did you get what I just said now? You know, I know that most of you are getting what I'm saying, but see, out there, what I'm saying is strange to many. They were said that it's in the Bible, but fear. Ah, you don't know a prophet. I don't know your prophet, but I know the word of God. And under your prophet is not superior to the Bible. A dear prophet called of God, I've been telling you, yes, I have friends who are prophets. But you will see them always line up with the Bible. Even when they tell you things that they saw, they will say, Pastor, pray about it. Oh, this is what I saw. Not that this is what God said. You have to be. There was a prophet called Agabus in the Bible. Agabus was the one that brought the prophecy in Acts chapter 11. That there will be famine. Acts 11, maybe it's around verse 20 something or so. And a prophesy about the old world, what will happen. And there was famine. Agabus' name is mentioned only two times in the Bible. The second time his name was mentioned, or is mentioned in the Bible, is Acts 21. So Agabus stood by the spirits. And he said there will be great drought, and it happened down, according to history, even world history, this thing happened. Not probably that we say something happened, it will not happen. This one said it happened. Then the second time his name was mentioned, Acts 21. As people were talking about Paul going to Jerusalem. Agabus just came one day and he took Paul's clothes and he used it to form handcuff. He tied himself and he tied his leg. And he said, what is going on? He said, this is what will happen to the owner of these clothes. But you know what? That didn't move Paul. So everybody started crying. They were begging Paul, I don't go to Jerusalem. Agabus has spoken. 
Paul said that, Ajabal said, I will be bound in Jerusalem. I'm not prepared to be bound. I'm even ready to die. And the Bible says, when Paul could not be persuaded, and that's Acts 21, verse 10 or so. Bible says, when he could not be persuaded, everybody said, well, let the will of God be done. It shows that Paul was not afraid of prophecy. The Bible warns that we should not despise prophecy. Despise is different from being afraid and coming into bondage because what somebody is saying. I told you the rule. A prophet whose root and origin you don't know, don't listen to. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Okay, that's, that's that scripture there. But let me just end with Psalm, uh, uh, first, first Samuel, Second Samuel, sorry, verse 7, chapter 7. Second Samuel, chapter 7. Are you following what I'm saying? You see, as you pray in the spirits, the Lord will begin to put thoughts. The thoughts that are not of God are arrested and deleted. The thoughts that are of God, they start coming together. Now, if there is any matter you are not sure, spend a little more time over and over again. You can spread it within two weeks and take 15 minutes every day. When you are not saying what you want about the situation, Wale, Lord, Wale. So there's a lady that wants to marry Wale. When part of you say something is wrong, Wale, part of you say that Wale is a godly man. How many Wales are here? And then you are praying in the spirit, Wale. As you pray, there will be an impression either for or against Wale. The more you pray, the stronger the pressure begins, uh, becomes. In some cases, God will let something happen on the outside that will clearly convince you that there's a problem with this guy. Or something that will happen on the outside that will clearly convince you. But that is the external one. The first thing the Lord will do is that there will just start becoming a persuasion. So, how do I know if God wants me to start an orphanage? The more I pray, the stronger I have an affinity for, the, the stronger I feel about starting something like this. All I need to do is just spend a little more prayer. So now, this is a very good example. It came to pass, when the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies. Next verse. Now the king said to Nathan, See now, I dwell in the house of Sidah, but the ark of the Lord. You know that this temple was prophesied a long time ago. David built the temple. Actually, Solomon built the temple, but David had the vision. But it is interesting that something as significant as the temple of Solomon did not come by vision, open vision. David sat in his house and a thought came to his heart. I am dwelling in a very nice place. The ark of God, God's owner is out there. And he said, I'm going to build God a house. Then God now sent Nathan to say that that thought yesterday, last night, is a correct thought. Until today, they're talking about Temple of Solomon. I can begin to tell you ministers who brought mighty things to the face of the earth that has reshaped Christianity. And when they told us, they, it came like a thought after praying. After praying. Everybody has taught in Bible school across the world now. A revelation that man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. He came from both Leicester, Summer and Kennedy again together. Now someone said that he had never heard it from anybody before. He was in tongues one night praying and praying and it got deeper. And then there was some that rose inside him that man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Anytime you tap into eternal source like that, what will bring out will outlive you. 
What will bring out will outlive you. All Bible school are still teaching that man is a spirit, he has a soul, he's in a body. It came when a man was praying. It didn't make much sense then. You see, this gift of praying in tongues is such a powerful thing that in 1 Corinthians 14, which we dealt with for service a little, Paul was comparing prophecy and tongues. Any tongue that is interpreted is equal to prophecy or is as powerful and as potent as prophecy. You know what? As you pray your house, you can get to a point. Most of the things you are saying in tongues, you are decoding mysteries. And one of the ways which we go with answer is that as you are speaking this in esoteric language, praying in the spirit, somehow imaginations, pictures, and thoughts are being communicated. See, oh dear Lord Jesus, the realm above us here, in the spirit realm, the Lord has sown thoughts about your life, your future, and his plan. The thoughts are not hidden. They are with the Father. Now, when you pray in the Spirit, the Bible says, what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, what has never occurred to me. He said, there are the things that God has in thought for those who fear him, but love him. But the Bible says, God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The deep things of your life, they are with the Father. But the Spirit searches all things, both the Holy Ghost and your spirit man. And when you pray, that is what happens. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The first time you get it right, and that the Spirit of God bats a picture in your heart and you follow it, when you do it repeatedly, a time comes that you can tell which thought is your thought and which thought is the Holy Spirit batting in you. Did you get what I've just said? So believe me sincerely, many times as you pray, God will just put a desire inside you for what he has as a plan for you. That is the summary of my message today. This is where God, people miss God most. Desire. I have seen people before that for no logical explanation, they just became wary of what they were working once it's of God and they stepped out, you will always come to agree with them and then that this is it. This man I mentioned told a story and I went with this. The man was worshipping. The man was a, like, a, the man was doing masters or PhD. The man was doing PhD then. He was a, a college boy. The desire for school just died in him. And at that time, he had access to scholarship. He was a very good student. He said that he found himself, instead of going for lecture, he would stand outside and be preaching to people. The only time he managed to enter class, <laughs> the desire just, and the mom didn't want to accept because in their family, they were all like this kind of academic, you know, this, they just, they couldn't accept what he was saying. So he said it to a minister in the church, and he said in their church also, a Baptist church, Everybody, people really, really prioritize education. And the Bible said, that's nonsense. God cannot ask you to leave school. So he went back to struggle. He said the more he was praying, the more he couldn't explain why the desire was just going down, down. And the desire for things of God, Bible teaching started rising. Like, this is not normal. The father died early. It was, it was, it was oh, maybe a PhD. The mom was doing a PhD. I don't understand. He was closer to his mom. What's going on here? 
all his mentors in the church were all lightly. And the Lord said, I know that's what, and at the end of the day, he decided to obey God and to quit school. Then he wanted to tell two people that opposed him most, a woman in the church, she was like a very brilliant woman, like second mom to him, and then the, the pastor. They said that when he decided to quit, and decided to quit and he left. He just felt like, let me just go and tell her, say, I have left school, I'm not going back again, and that's it. I just felt I should inform you. Now, these were the people that almost cursed him when he told them that he was going to leave school. So he waited for six months more and nothing while he just left. When he went back to the man to just say, he expected the man to get up to slap him, the man just looked at him and said, you know what? This is funny. I don't know why I'm saying this. You took the right decision. He didn't believe it. Then he went to the woman's office and the woman said that for months I have opposed you. And she started crying saying, you know what? Inside me, I know that you just obey God. And he said, you know, I envy you. You know what God wants you to do. He said, I'm at the top of my career. I cannot say when I see Jesus face to face that I have done on earth what he asked me to do. I am just making ends meet working. I don't know whether this is his plan for me. He said, so you as a young man, already knowing God's plan for you, I need you to pray for me. Initially, things of the spirit at times might not make sense. But eventually, if it's of God, the fruit will be there. And everybody will know that you are taking the right decision. The Lord is committed to speaking to everyone who desires to hear. But what you cannot do for God is to select the method through which you should speak with him. Did you get what I just said now? And when you are praying like that, surely for something specific, keep your antenna open. I told you of a pastor who did not know. That time, the idea of second service was not common anywhere. Now, we all do services now. So, people brought some things from above. Nobody was doing that then. And he started sensing it like a desire. Why not just divide church into two and do? It didn't make sense. He said he kept praying. He would pray in tongues. Then one day, a lady came to his office to see him. And she was holding a book. And he said, can I see that book? He said, hey, pastor, collected the book from the lady. He just opened it randomly. The page he saw was a pastor in America saying that, ah, remember when God told me to start two services? He just folded the book and gave the lady. I said, you did not come here for counseling. An angel brought you here that I might read and know that what I'm planning to do has been done before and it can be done. Hallelujah. When Abraham was spoken to, when God told him about Genesis 17, that Isaac was coming, told him that change your name to Abraham, change your wife's name to Sarah. The next thing that happened was that Abraham sat outside the fall, chapter 18 and he saw three strangers. You see, let me tell you something. When you are praying about something, asking God for something, something very serious, pay attention to strange movements around you. Yes. This is why, this is our don't. See, when you pray in tongues, I give some examples service about the Lord will lead me to make a move, including somebody that was coming with something fetish into the church. I don't discuss all this in publicly, but if you know how many, how many things we have stopped, that's what we tell you that we are not afraid of this. Some people don't know. Putting something, land up back and bringing it to church. And the Holy Spirit showed us. I mean, we've, we've seen things like that. And the Spirit of God didn't say anything to me. I just felt like I was worshiping. Get up. I felt like standing up, going out. Only for me to bump me to this person. And many times, I thought God would tell, I thought God would just move you. He won't say anything. You are just there where you should be there. I get what I'm saying. 
Praise the Lord. Yes. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah. Let me stop here. Let's rise. Did you get what I've just shared with you this morning? Hallelujah. This will make you to love praying. You will love to pray. Because you will know that now you get things in the place of prayer. You are driving. If praying, for instance, let me give a very good example. You are praying because rent is due and you have no money to pay. The first thing that will happen is that your mind will go into operation straight away. Now you have heard the pastor say there is a way out and God can. So your mind will start picking people and suggesting them to that this one can give you money. If you follow your mind, you will fall face on your flat, fall face on your fall flat on your face. Your mind will tell that talk to so so person. But you see, if you pray in the spirit long enough, after a while, this mind does not, the mind will shut up. Your mind is trying to confuse you, trying to look for a solution on the outside. Your spirit can then mention a name of a person. As you are praying, the face of somebody can just come like a thought. But you will, see, because you are praying, you will know that this one is not a carnal thought of depending on somebody. And how you will know is that you talk to that one person, you'll get the whole rent. It might be someone who doesn't give jack to anybody. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. The only thing can wait for your mind to calm down and say, now, go talk to that person that you want a job in that office. And that makes all the difference. But if you obey the initial reason of your mind, it's trouble. So it is thought versus thought. There is a thought coming from your carnal mind. There is a thought coming from the spirit of God as God's plan. Tongues help you separate the two. Did you get what I'm just saying? And I'm not talking about tongues of five minutes. I love, I love. Worship does the same thing. I love your presence. In staying there, the words that are not of God, thoughts that are just mere concern, they start just going down. Then some other thoughts start rising. In some cases, the name rising your eye without even calling the person, it might just be the one that will call you. I love, I love, I love you, G. The man that spoke to me, what is it to car business? That if you know there is there is serious oppression in this city. Rented, uh, maybe almost a naked or so for car lots rented the place. It's an elderly man from one woman who was connected to the former president. And he was on a long list of about 30 years. And then the man spent 150 million to put the place. She built an office and everything on, on it. And the woman was passing by one day. So because she felt she had power, military and everything. And they told the man, they sold the place to someone else. And told the man, let's say he got the place for 7 million per annum. He paid for 10 years, 17 million. Was there by the third year. They came or paid for 10 years. By the second year, they came and said that, okay, uh, we'll give you the many money back. Maybe we'll give you, you'll pay 100 million. We'll give you 50 back. He said 50 back. Number, it's not up to what I pay. Number two, 
I built this place. I spent additional 150. What about that one? He said, they can't give now. You have a signed agreement that I hold this place for 15 years and now you want to sell. But you know, laws, don't, they don't hold their times. And it's not that they actually sold it to somebody. Finally, you know, he said that word. No, when you are pressed, statement will come out. He said, the woman came with soldiers outside. Woman tell you when they will remove him from the property. He told them that if I leave this property, anybody from you to any other person who comes in here, the day they step here is their last day on the face of the earth. And he said, take the key. Nobody could pick the key. The soldiers could tell that this one is not bragging. He came from his spirit. He said, just moving. And if you leave to the next day, come and arrest me. So they all they left. So they now called him and they tricked him and he didn't know. They were talking. They apologized. He said, they bought a car from him. Bought a car, apologized, and told, okay, you know what? You buy it. He said, hey, you are talking. But in the contract, they wrote something that if he could not come up with the money in three weeks, he would lose everything. He said, a sign without knowing. When he signed and they had copy, they called him and he saw it. He said, you know whether they inserted that palette, but he said, a knee was caught. He said, my children were bright. He said, he was crying as I knelt. He said, ah, Lord, I sold myself. What am I going to do? Where do I get this money? In three weeks. They gave it till 12 o'clock the 21st day. It was 11.49. Ah, God is never late. He said, he sat, every morning we worship, he sat at home praying in tongues one morning, that last morning. He said, every friend he reached out to say nothing. And he put his pillow behind his head and he was praying in tongues. He said, I have 19 minutes to losing everything I've labored for. And he said, he just rose from within. The guys whose name he called was like a town, but educated town, one guy like that. They are met before. They are not spoken in years. He said, just called guy, just uh, I wrote him a lady. I told the guy, the guy said, What? Started cursing the woman, cursing everybody. And he said that in 15 minutes, the guy sent 80 million to him. And said, Don't worry. So he added to the 50 ad. He entered the bank, he paid 1205. They saw the woman sent a message. This is 12 o'clock. You lost the property. He said, I just sent a counter message. Don't know there's something called network. Check your account again. You see they are lagged there. That was how he took point. They couldn't believe it. Now he, he has the point. Now, they even pushed him for that. What he did not plan to buy. What he just wanted to do a lease on. Now he owns. Thank God. For using Satan against Satan. If they knew, they would not crucify the Lord of glory. If Satan gives you tension, if you can only let God take over and pray in the spirit, pray in tongues, it will let you tap into heaven's plan. You are blessed. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. We love you. We worship you. Is someone blessed this morning? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, 
Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.